Mace left yesterday. It's a hard. It's clearly, I love her more than everybody else because <laughs> Carrie says, "What the hell is the matter with you?" It's hard. I don't love her more than everybody else, but she connects. All right, here we go. Check one, two, one, two, three. All right, here we go. Something's rattling in my pocket. That rapper. All right, here we go. Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. I look, there's a lot of good coaches in the Big Ten, and, and I, I would think that the hiring of Urban Meyer elevated the Big Ten. And they forced, I think, schools to go out and pay coaches. Like we, the Big Ten was lagging dreadfully behind the SEC as far as coaches' salaries. And when Urban assistant came, coaches, assistant coaches, yeah, yeah. Hey, and got all that fixed though. Big Ten hanging in there. Hopefully, we'll have uh, football to compare Big Ten and SEC this year, my friend. Hopefully, we'll have NFL football this year. It's a July 20th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Bruce Hooley, Chris Spielman with you on uh, another hot week in Ohio. Hot in terms of weather, hot in terms of um, debate about the coronavirus and about the spend. The speculation is hot about whether we're going to have high school sports or not. Nothing changes, it seems. We've been in this mode for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. But we're getting to the point where we're going to have to make some decisions about whether we're going to go forward or not. If anybody knows me, uh, I'm not patient. Let's say, I don't know if that's a vice. I think it's something that biblically it asks us to be patient and wait, wait, wait on the Lord. I have that problem. But I think we're coming to a deadline, and my negotiating tactic has always been I cut through all the BS. Mm-hmm. So my advice to um, teachers, to NFL players, to NFL broadcasters, um, if you are offered an opt-out or to furlough yourself for a year, if you don't feel safe, mm-hmm. then take it. Just sit out. Nobody I'm not be, saying that derogatory. Nobody saying, should be forced to go into a working environment where they don't feel safe. No. And so, uh, first of all, and on that note, I would like to thank all the people who uh, worked in essential businesses from grocery store clerks to gas station attendees to truck drivers, right on down the line, who continued to work and uh, work with pride to make sure things were getting done that being said um even even as an nfl broadcaster i mean i have the choice to opt out and say i don't feel safe traveling on an airplane staying in a hotel or i don't feel safe going to a game so and if you did that would there be any shortage of guys who would say oh no spielman's opting out not Uh, one i'll be more than happy to opt in not one. Okay. So I would say the same of if teachers don't want to go back in the classroom. Coaches. Coaches. Players. Anybody. I can sit here and I can just tell you from this guy's perspective, as somebody who would love a job with a regular salary, Yeah. I would be more than happy to step into a teaching role. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything that would meet, you know, pretty average salary requirements, I'd be more than happy. There are people who are, I'm one of them. There, I believe my future's in God's hands, and he's mm-hmm. ordained the day that I'll leave this life and enter the next. And if it's coronavirus that triggers that departure, okay. Yeah. It's not anything I can control. I don't cling to my life with white knuckles, mm-hmm. but I cherish it. I don't cling to it with white knuckles. I'd be more than happy to step in. And my guess is now that we're in a – the NFL players are supposed to report tomorrow, mm-hmm. and the star players around the league yesterday in a clearly coordinated social media effort – all tweeting is pretty much the same thing. If the NFL doesn't come up with safety protocols, don't play. Not going to play. Good. Miles Garrett, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, sit out. Todd Gurley, on and on and on and on. My 
my assumption is if these guys would want to sit out, there'd be an ample supply of call their bluff XFLers and whatever else other guys who'd be more than willing to say, "Oh, job open, I'm ready to take it." We can say all this. I mean, they can say everything they want, and they have the right to say everything they want. They have the right to feel how they want to feel. Absolutely, they do. They have Absolutely. the right to fight for whatever they want to fight for, as far as compensation. Uh, the NFL has the right to call their bluff. Uh, well, this is the rules, and if you don't want to play, that's fine. You're not getting paid. So if you choose to pass up $10, $15, 20000000 million, that's your right, and that's your choice. If you're not safe, then don't participate. I don't it's think it needs simple. to be contentious. It, I don't that, think I'm it not, needs to be. Yeah. No, I know you're I not. I try not to be contentious. No, I don't, I don't want to, and I, I feel the is. same about teachers. Like if you, if you are not feeling comfortable or safe, stay home, sit out. Don't go to school. Don't teach your class. Just sit sit away. And uh, I'm sure there's an ample amount of substitute teachers that are long-term subs that can fill in for a year. I mean, that happens quite often. That's not uh, something unusual. So it, it's simple. It comes down to the choice. And if I'm the NFL, I'll call. I would, I, I, I'm not even wasting my time. I, and I'm not being contentious. I'm just saying, look. Here's the pro. They have protocols in place. They just don't like whatever the protocol in they, place is. The players say they want daily testing so that What's they that know they're do? safe. Uh, well, I mean, here's the problem with this is that I thought it was every other a day. A lot of people put a lot of stock in things that other people uh, regarding the same issue don't put a lot of stock in. You know, uh, people can, we've seen this over and over and over again. The two people can look at the same exact set of numbers. One sees imminent death, has paralyzing fear and all that, and somebody else looks at it and goes, well, you know, uh, Florida and Texas's death per million numbers are about uh, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh, an eighth of Florida, of, uh, New of New York and New Jersey. Some people, Dr. Anthony Fauci says, New York did a phenomenal job. Other people look at... The Unless you governors, lived in a nursing home, the then, governors of those states putting ki- people back in nursing homes and go, well, uh, time's not going to be very kind to those guys. I don't think that's so phenomenal would describe that. No, the, but that's the problem: is that everybody looks at the same data and has amazingly divergent views of that data. I look at it and go, well, you know, Florida and Texas, I'm encouraged. Lots of tests coming in, death rate not going up. Yeah. Other people say, oh, the death rate lags. You know, so there's always a this, a that, a give, a take, a potato, potato thing to it. It's, it's not going to lag because younger people are getting it and younger people are surviving it. And younger people, many of them, including the many that I know that have been young college-age students uh, in double digits had coronavirus, and they all had the same amount of um, – Sickness, I guess, or out feeling ill yeah. for two days. My, my, as we know, one of my minions had coronavirus two days, um, fever and body aches. Mm-hmm. On the third day, she was chasing her dog in the backyard like there was nothing wrong with her. I'm not saying that's everybody, I'm just saying that's her experience, and that's mainly her friend's experience. That's me educating myself and talking to doctors and this is just <clears throat> not my opinion it's also educating myself on what i what i hear and what i see and and talking to experts to see first of all all right how do i handle this in my house and i told you i went over my protocols in my house mm-hmm. and they were over the top protocols so it is a respect for what coronavirus is but I watched what happened. I explained to them. I was in contact with physician friends of mine every single day. Okay, what should I do this way? Here, here, here. Get the suggestions and put in the protocols. The protocols, just for those of you that know, I'm talking from personal experience. The protocols were this. She was separated. When she came up into the main living area, everybody had a mask on. They stayed at least the minimum. If they stayed in the room, they stayed six feet away from her. She had a mask and rubber gloves on. Anytime she left the area, we would all do a massive clean of the area with either Lysol wipes or or disinfectant spray. We would wipe down 
the area. We all ate off of uh, paper plates, plastic forks, all that. I was the designated shopper because my wife was a designated caretaker. Mm -hmm. She was a designated caretaker. She did not leave the house for 14 days. I went to the store. I um, obliged all rules. I certainly kept my distance. I wore a mask. I Lysoled or hand sanitized before I went in. I hand sanitized when I came out and I bought the food and brought it home. We seem to weather that storm. And that was just not my experience. That is every single one of her friends. And the last count, I think it was at 15 of her friends and acquaintances. We're proponents of life has to go on. It just does. Life just has to go on. So that's the way we would approach it. Um, shifting gears. Let's talk Memorial Tournament after a reminder that auinfo.com is your place for answers. We've talked here about some people see it this way, some people see it that way. Well, I'm sure when you run a new business, uh, run a small business, it's a complex endeavor. You may have a bunch of questions about can I do this, should I do that, and then you throw coronavirus and all the complications of it on top of that, and you're like, man, I just been trying to survive financially, paying my people, retaining my people furloughing my people, whatever. I haven't kept up with all the stuff and all the new state regulations and all that. Well, somebody has, and it's Chrissy at auinfo.com. Firm based in Akron, but they license businesses all throughout the state of Ohio when it comes to providing health insurance for your people, when it comes to complying with state regulations, handling HR issues, auinfo is a go-to. And you need to rely on a solid foundation to keep your business going in these challenging times. AUI Info can do that for you. And their compensation comes from the people that they put you with in terms of health insurance and things like that. So you don't pay more. So why would you not avail yourself of their service? AUIinfo.com. AUIinfo.com. Memorial Tournament over. Uh, Muirfield Village Golf Club. You could not play it today if you wanted to and had the money and had the coin because they're ripping it up. Changing it, making it better, Jack says, not tougher. And that's a good thing because yesterday in the final round with the wind blowing and the weather hot, the average score of the most talented field ever for a PGA Tour event, that's off World Golf Ranking, averaged four over par yesterday. Did you watch any of the Memorial Tournament on TV? Not interested. Really? Why not? That's a local event. Yeah, it's I mean, actual I, live I, mean sports. I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's you, know, you usually watch golf majors uh, or Tigers not in contention. Yeah, you didn't watch or I'm, what? I'm, uh, I'm golf is turning into baseball for me. Really? Um, hmm. Well, there oh, is I'm sorry. I mean, no, I, I'm just being honest. You know. By the I, way, do you play golf anymore? No. You would not play golf mm -mm. if I asked you to. No. No. Okay. I, I'll play if I if I can get right with uh, my hips and hips, if huh? I can. Uh, Spielman I'm gonna, CBD help I'm gonna, that issue. I'd have to hire a, a coach and practice for six months before. <laughs> Rick's play. coach. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I would <laughs> like to play. I just well, it interrupts my training of my six thousand. That's mile right. It would. Yes. Well, if you uh, walk, no, you I could got get a couple extra miles in there. I'm not walking. <laughs> kidding <not>. me, <laughs> dude? What are you? Crazy? So, do you know who won the Memorial Tournament? Ryan Brian Rom or Ryan Braun? John John Rom. John Rom. Yeah, I, look, I, I'm look. Golf is fine, and it's a memorial. I get it. It's Jack Nicholas, all, all the Columbus. I get it. It just, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't interest me. The only thing that interests me didn't uh, Brandon or Bryson DeChambeau have a temper temper tantrum? He again? had a little bit of a mental wig out. On the 15th Again? hole. On, well, it's twice in the I don't know. He had, well, I mean, he shot himself out of the tournament. He was under par when he went to the par 5 15th hole on Friday. Yeah. And he came away with a 10 uh -huh. because he just 10 cupped it. He hit his first shot out of bounds uh, in the water. And so he was 277, I think, to the green and heavy rough. And he proceeded to hit two three woods, which he thought he could reach the green from an uphill lie, blind shot. Mm -hmm. He just, he tin cupped it. He just kept throwing one down and hitting it. Out of bounds, out of bounds. Third one almost out of bounds. Yeah. So he made a 10. Okay. Jack was kind to him. Jack said, well, he still needs to figure out who he is now that he can hit the ball country mile. That's new for him, too. He should have just laid, laid one down, hit it back in play, you know, iron shot on, throw two away putt, money. take throw your away bogey, money. take your medicine. He took Freedom. a quintuple throw, bogey. Yeah. Throw away money. Uh, John Rahm, with the win at the Memorial, not only gets $1.6 million spiels, 
He is the number one golfer in the world in terms of world ranking. I, Congratulations. I, I'm sure he's a very talented golfer. He's a young man. He's a Spaniard. He's 25 years old. I just don't think of John Rahm as the number one golfer in the world, a guy who's never won a major. Yeah. He's like the Luke Donald of the 2020s. Yeah. Luke Donald used to be number one, never won a major, never seemingly won a tournament. Rahm at least wins a tournament a year. He's never won more than one tournament in a year, and the Memorial is by far his biggest win ever. What would what what, uh, Tiger finish? Tiger was, uh see, he had two 71s, which is two under, and then he had two 76s, which is four uh, over, eight over, six. He's six over wow. for the tournament. And Tiger now has three weeks until the PGA. The PGA will be the first major played this year. He's not entered this coming week. He has until Friday to enter an event in Memphis, a World Golf Championship event, which would be the week before the PGA. I can't think of a more pleasant place to play golf in uh, the world than Memphis the first week of August. Can you? <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Um, I, I watched Australian Rules football since they're playing. So, wow, that's uh, a throwback to the old ESPN West Coast days. West Coast Eagles versus oh. Richmond. And another team, two teams I watched, and it was that was live sports that I watched. Uh-huh. And with my new cable package, I actually watched cricket and came to the conclusion that cricket is more boring than baseball. They have no I don't idea. Know, I don't understand cricket. I, I've never even I don't, do, I don't dove in or tried to understand. But they're playing. Um, they bounce it. Did up baseball there get uh, started yet? Baseball's or? starting this week. Okay, so we got baseball coming up. Yes. When's the NBA kicking off here? I don't know. I'm not what about watching. Hockey? I'm not watching a minute of NBA. I'm not. I'm not watching a minute of NBA. And I, you know, I know that they won't. Miss, they won't miss me. No. But if everybody Got did what I'm doing, no. But yeah, your freedom of, of choice. What about yeah. the NHL? When they what's Toronto doing? Or like the Blue Jays aren't allowed to play. The Tor- the Toronto Blue Jays are not allowed to play home games at Rogers Center in Toronto. They are not allowed to play. Is that used the old Sky Dome then? Yes. Or? Okay. They are not allowed to play home games at home. Where where are they going to play? They could play at their spring training facility in Florida. They have a AAA affiliate in Buffalo. So if they want to be kind to their fans, you know, theoretically, you could drive across the border mm-hmm. from Canada to. Isn't it still? Banned New York. From going I would imagine the there are corona complications with that. I mean, for, I mean, first of all, if you're the Canadian government and you're saying the reason the Blue Jays can't play in Toronto is because they've come from America, where mm-hmm. coronavirus is, according to the Canadian authorities, running rampant, oh. then if you're a fan, they'd treat you the same way. They wouldn't let you back in or they'd quarantine yeah. you or whatever. It's so I don't quarantine. think a baseball game, no baseball game would be worth that hassle. Well, yeah, then you you know you could be like that couple in Kentucky where you can have to, if you don't sign a paper... You get uh, wear ankle an bracelet. An, wear an ankle monitor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, the other headline out of the memorial besides John Rom winning, and yes, if you watched the tournament and you were wondering as they went off the air, did John Rom get a two-stroke penalty for uh, putting his club behind the ball on 16 before he chipped in for an apparent birdie? Should've. Yes, he did. He Good. did get a two-stroke penalty, and he should have gotten a two-stroke penalty. It's inadvertent, whatever, but uh, the ball moved. I actually thought Rom did the same thing on an earlier hole. Mm-hmm. Put his club behind the ball, and I thought, hey, that ball moved. Uh, so Jack Nicholas, in his on-air interview with CBS yesterday, dropped the bombshell that both he and wife Barbara had the coronavirus in March. Okay. And Jack said he had uh, minor symptoms and that Barbara was asymptomatic. Good. That they now both have the antibodies. So Jack. What a rip. 80-year-old Jack Nicholas. Governor DeWine yesterday said that Ohio could become Florida. They don't get things under control. The Governor DeWine also uh, mm-hmm. was on, uh, well, spoke with Doug Maurice of Cleveland.com on uh, Saturday, I believe, is when he uh, spoke to Doug Maurice. Mm-hmm. And Doug wrote the story that they are uh, actually using football and people's love for football to... Motivate people to wear masks. Their stance is, if everyone wears a mask, we'll have football. So if you don't wear a mask, you don't want football or you're trying to imperil football. I'm seeing everybody wear a mask. I want a season is the Twitter hashtag from uh, Lieutenant Governor John Husted. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Doug writes, the reality of the campaign is that the quest to save sports might safeguard the entire state. (laughs) 
Uh, Governor DeWine, quote, people would accept me acting as if it's an people would accept me acting as if it's an emergency. What they see now is we're in this for the long haul. So the tolerance for ordering things is certainly less than it was in February or March. He has, says he has not ruled out a statewide mask mandate. I, I find this to be a disingenuous if then. They're going to say, if everybody wears a mask, we'll have football. And then if they decide that they want to cancel the season because coronavirus is still out there, they'll say, well, all you people who didn't wear masks, you're the reason why. Just say, look, we just think it's too dangerous. Don't blame it on people who aren't wearing masks. Because I wear a mask when I'm around people, but I don't. I think it's silly to have to wear a mask when I'm nobody within a hundred feet of me, and I happen exactly. to be in a store. I mean, I do. I mean, I follow the rules. I'm a rule follower. Another uh, quote from Governor Dewine in the Doug Marie story on Cleveland.com: I can't guarantee there's going to be a season. See, that proves my point. Oh, you guys wear a mask, we'll have a season. I can't guarantee we'll have a season. But this was aspirational, and this is something that could bring us together. I think it's ridiculous how this mass thing has divided people. I still can't get my head around it. I can't quite really understand it, but sports is the unifier. It brings people together. Well, I'll explain the mass thing to you, Governor. It is the government telling me what to do. I'm a big boy, and I can determine what's best for me. I can assess the risk for myself and decide whether I want to do something or not. And by the way, you would be responsible in that decision if you were around older people. If I was around, my parents were still with us, I would either not see them or I would wear a mask when I'm around them. Or correct, if you're in a group at Katie's soccer game and you're around 50 people, yep. I would wear a mask. Here's the other thing about masks, okay. So, so no. you, you get no hassle from anybody if you wear a mask, right? You wear a mask, life is, you're, gonna, you're not going to yeah. have a problem. Okay, here's my question. When I'm in a parking lot and I walk by cars, you know what I see a lot? I see masks hanging from rearview mirrors. I see masks on seats of cars. Mm-hmm. My, my strategy Saw is... Saw that this morning on I, the way out here to the hinterlands. I put a mask in every one of my vehicles so I don't ever go anywhere where I don't have a mask in case I need a mask. Correct. I don't believe that's the most sanitary way to employ the mask. I, I believe the whole... The whole point of a mask is, A, you don't ever touch it with your hands. B, if I wear it to Menards, I'm not supposed to wear the same mask when I go to Kroger because I would be bringing the germs from Menards into Kroger, right? Doesn't matter. Everybody that I'm around. So the mask thing is cosmetic in more ways wear than your one. Shut up and wear your mask. Just wear it, right? Just wear it. So you, people don't want to hear anything about, well, uh, this is this is all window dressing because this mask has been everywhere I've been. I'm bringing all my cooties from every store in. Do I ever wash the mask? No, I don't wash the mask. And I'll bet you the I lion's share of people that don't wash their masks. But I don't know any better. I, I'll spray mine with Lysol. So there's just no way to police the sanitary condition of that mask. everyone's mask. Here's what I would say I would buy into more is if you want me to wear a mask at Kroger or you want me to wear a mask at Menards or Walmart, then when I walk up to the door, you hand me a mask mm-hmm. in a plastic bag, disposable, and when I leave the store, I drop it in the trash can. Yeah. Then I would buy that you're really seriously worried about the mask and the veracity of the mask being a firewall against the virus. But as long as you let everybody wear their Buckeye mask and their Indian's mask and all that, and they're charging 20 bucks a piece for those, and I guarantee you nobody's throwing that away. Capitalism's great. So that's why the whole mask thing is stupid. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. I never hear them say, and if you're wearing a mask, you got to wear a different mask every day. You got to wear a different mask in every store. They're making zero effort. Instead, they're coming at me with hashtags. I want a season. Nothing in this world worth accomplishing was ever accomplished with a hashtag. It's great for appearance purposes and campaign slogans and stuff like that. But the world has not been made better by hashtags. If I called Fox today and say, 
hey, I don't feel safe going to a different hotel every week. I don't feel safe getting on an airplane. They would say, fine, we'll get somebody else to do your job. And you have the choice, Chris, whether you want to do your job or you don't. It's that simple. I, what, what, why are we making this more complicated? I retweeted a graph over the weekend from the Ohio COVID website, so it's their numbers, where tests have skyrocketed per day. Positive test rate has plateaued for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. How does Macy like her flavored coffee? Well, she just took it to Bowling Green. Ah, we'll get to that in a moment. And they'll be wearing masks and social distancing and all that up there. So everybody should be happy. So there'll be a lot to play. Mechanicsburg, Ohio, Champaign County, I think, is not code red. But uh, there's no code red on ordering the best coffee available to you from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. You get your 15% off discount. When you use the promo code we tackle life. Uh, Mace got blueberry cobbler, I think. Was she one got of all kinds. She got. Yeah. They were very kind to Mace. They're very kind to send a personalized note when you order and tell them you're a Spielman and Hooley podcast listener. And they're very kind to their growers from whom they buy direct Indonesia, Thailand. They're soon to add Ecuador, Ethiopia they have. People love their coffee with good reason. Many Spielman and Hooley listeners have become repeat customers of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters because they've been exposed to coffee that does not have a bitter aftertaste and is rich. You can get it in light, medium, or dark roast. You can get it however you want it. They'll roast it to your specs. But check out their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. And also, don't forget the uh, chocolate. And they have, for those of you who are uh, dietarily conscious, they have a chocolate that is Keto-friendly, non-GMO, gluten-free. I'm trying to think of any other buzzword. They, they have it all. They CBD in their chocolate. They are... Um, I'm going to go out there. You're going to go out there. I'll believe it when I see it. You think this is the hinterlands. Wait till you drive 161. Take taking care out there. Okay, fantastic. So should I call Paul before I go out there? Well, I'll just make sure he's there if you want to meet Paul. Andy will be there. Grace will be there. Well, I'll, I'll meet there. somebody out there. Yeah, you will. Absolutely. Just a special Spielman drop-in visit. Speaking of which, I'm, well, I'm running low. You are? Again? <laughs> you just got a fresh box. <laughs> Not surprised the way you go through it. All right. Uh, let's uh, talk about Mesa's departure for Bowling Green. Okay. Uh, is that a tough emotional thing? You've had kids um, leave the nest before. It's it's emotional. See, it, here's why it was a surprise to me that I was a, a little bit of emotional. Because I sent her off last year. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's when she blew her ACL third practice in the summer. Ooh, that was tough. In fact, July 14th was the one-year date of blowing her knee. July 30th is the one-year date to where Dr. Pete fixed her up. And so everything was put on hold. Mm-hmm. And so with this coronavirus, it kind of, her and I spent a lot of time together. Not I spent time with all my kids, but her and I spent a lot of time together either because of coronavirus, I started. I was in charge of her training, yes, and rehab, and rebounding, mm-hmm. and shooting, and chasing, uh, and counting. You know how many free free throws she makes in a row, and I was the one uh, helping her get back uh, to where she was. And I got to say, just side note, and I don't say this lightly because I'm. You know, I, I look at everything with skepticism. Uh, Dr. Pete, they did it in the orthopedic one, and this is, they did a phenomenal job. And I'll give it also credit to Macy. She did a phenomenal job of attacking rehab like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would watch her work out, and I would be there witnessing. So I went kind of through, because of coronavirus in the quarantine, I kind of went through this rehab process with her where I wasn't expecting it to because my big thing is like uh, we took our 18-year-old Audrey out to dinner last night and um, I had this conversation with her. I had this conversation with my soon-to-be in two weeks 21-year-old stepdaughter that my big thing with my kids is, look, you got to start owning everything. You got to start owning everything from your faith to your health to your decisions and to what direction that you want to go. Carrie and I, or 
Carrie slash mom or Chris slash dad, we're always going to be here to say this is our experience. This is something for you to think about. But from now on, you got to own it. So with Macy, I said, look, you, I'm, I'm done. Like once she, I dropped her off last year. I remember standing in front of the Falcon at the, the Bowling. I don't know if you've been to Bowling Green's campus. They have that giant Falcon statue in front of their basketball arena. My brother is a grad. Yes. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking yes, about. I do. And I said, Mace, this is where you and I, where I, you know, where I've kind of been involved. I kind of, we're parting ways, kid. Mm-hmm. You own it from now on. Well, I had to do that again because of the quarantine. Mm-hmm. I took over a lot of her rehab along with she went to a couple other places, but I was intimately involved and with, you know, just back to at the playground rebounding for her every shot. I mean, I must have gotten in 10,000 steps in a day just rebounding and passing her the ball and, and giving her drills that basketball coaches have given me. And so when I let her go yesterday, it was like doing, going back and letting her go for the first time again because it's, you know, she's coming back, but she's coming back bigger, faster, stronger, uh, better shape. And, uh, but it just, uh, to me, um, it was like letting her go all over again. So I was trying to figure out why this was so hard for me. And it was kind of like I had to repeat letting her go for the first time. So does that make any sense yeah, to you? Yeah, it does, Be- sure does. Because it was almost like... Well, you've been through, you've yeah. built a foundation more with her in the last year because you've gone through adversity together. Yeah, well, in there, I've gone through adversity with, with a lot of them, but I do think I have a special... There's like... You probably have this with your daughters. You have a special bond with all of them that, that's common. But you have a unique bond with all of them that's uncommon. It's just unique to that person. Because there are things they, each right. one has its has their own thing. Yeah. And you, you bond I'll with them collectively, but yeah. you also bond with them individually. I'll sure. go I'll go through all my, if you were interested, if this is interesting to anybody, because I would like all fathers to think about this, mm-hmm. because this is just something that I've learned about myself. Because I was going through this and I was saying, what, why is this hard for me? And, and Carrie said, "Why? Is, I mean, you let everybody else go and you do backflips around the house. Why is this hard for you uh, with Macy? So first of all, let's start with Maddie, my oldest. My special unique bond with her is obviously the connection that she had with her mother being oldest and the fact that she lives in the cancer fundraising world Maddie does now as part of her living. That's something special and unique that I share with Maddie. Let's go through my son, Noah. Uh, I, I think Noah is one, and obviously this is dad talking, probably one of the most gentlest, kindest, um, men that I've ever met in my life. And his approach to life is what I wish I had. And, and plus he's my only son. So there's that unique bond. And with Mace, it's simple. Mace is her personality, her um, vision about sports, her determination, her work ethic. The whole sports thing is my special bond with Macy. Audrey, who just turned 18, um, I just, my, she's the baby, right? So there's this protection thing. Yeah. And this, when I look at her, I never want her to grow up, and I just want to hold her all the time. And that's that special bond with Audrey. Gina, uh, my stepdaughter, who's going to be a junior at Ohio State, one of the most, she inspires me because she takes the bull by the horns. She does not ever have to be asked to do anything, whether it's schoolwork, whether it's pursuing something that she wants, whether it's trying to start a small business at 19, whether it's helping around the home, making sure that everybody's taken care of. So I look at her in awe of the things that they give me, mm-hmm. and that's my bond with her. Then Kendra, who's about to be 21, 
my bond with her is that she is the least competitive, the most gentle human being that I ever met. And that when we have conversations, um, she will actually sit there and listen. Where my own kids sometimes, just because of the natural, uh, I'm their father, I've been preaching to them their whole life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they listen to me, sometimes they, she actually listens. And so that's my unique bond with her. And I was thinking about that. And that's such a God given gift to be able to uh, develop not only the common bond of love of all your children that we all share, but to also develop the unique bond that you have with each individual child. And it's so cool. And I just actually realized that because of the emotions that I felt. I said, what? I, I was saying to Carrie, I said, what? what is wrong with me? I mean, usually when these kids leave, I'm saying, God, good, good. They won't be bringing their minions over to eat all my food or their vultures. And but when she left, I was like, "Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> you don't get out of here." I was. It was like and you. You can't was, just go see her either. No, right? now no. She's under like like yeah. There's restrictions. Like I think I can go up a weekend. and I have to remain a certain amount of distance, which I respect the rules again because I'm a rule follower. Just because I'm um don't like the tactics that are being used doesn't mean I won't follow the rules but anyway um i just was thinking about that and it was like the um you, you ever see those uh uh or tv shows or cartoons or when somebody is like has a pet or something or, or they they take a stray dog then they have to give them back and it's hard to give him back and they say, get out of here. I don't love you anyway. I don't yeah. like. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so right. she was going up the driveway yesterday. Go, hurry up. Get out of here. You got to go. Get going. <laughs> All right, enough. See ya. Bye-bye. You're not going to war or anything. Just going to play basketball. See you later. But inside, my guts were tearing out. That's so. funny. There you go. Uh, we would love to hear from you via email, Podcast at gmail.com, particularly if you want to nominate someone for COVID-19 relief. We'll give away $250 four times every Friday. So a thousand dollars a week get those nominations in if you came in this morning we appreciate that we also got this email from sarah uh and she says good morning guys i'm a regular listener i'd like to know your opinion on something as i was scrolling through my instagram feed i saw a post from michael thomas featuring some new t-shirt merchandise one of the shirts features him in front of an american flag postage stamp another says mike and drew's excellent adventure personally i have mixed feelings about him kneeling for the anthem and then featuring the flag on a shirt I'm also confused by the Mike and Drew message since he was outspoken about Drew's what I see when I look at the flag opinion. Just curious to know what you both think about this. I enjoy listening to the podcast. I've really learned a lot from the faith portions. Glad you include that at the end of every episode. Have a blessed week, Sarah. You go first. I'm not aware of the merchandise, but I'm certainly assuming she didn't make that up. I, too, would raise an eyebrow at that. If Mike Thomas is in front of the American flag, I would wonder, like, well, wait a second. Like, you're been highly critical of Drew Brees honoring the American flag in the way that he chooses to honor it. And also Mike and Drew's excellent adventure. I think in light of the way he lit Drew Brees up after Drew Brees' comments, that is a t-shirt that I'm sure was true at one point in time that they looked at their collaboration as an excellent adventure. Mm -hmm. Mike Thomas has been great for Drew Brees. Drew Brees has great, been great for Mike Thomas. Um, so I would, I would share the same hmm that you share on that. Um, my guess is those, certainly the Mike and Drew Excellent Adventure t-shirt has been out for a while. And so maybe in light of everything going on, he didn't think to have it removed from his site. Uh, but perhaps it might be appropriate to remove it from the site for a little while. And the American flag one uh, surprises me. But my, But here's the thing. I don't mean to say that. Um, you have to share my opinion to love this country. But I do not get from the way Mike Thomas and Malcolm Jenkins have responded uh, to news events that they love the country as it is. I love the country as it is while acknowledging that we have not fulfilled all of the ideals that are in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. But I believe we are 
a country where the good far outweighs the bad, where we have endeavored in huge ways to right the wrongs of the past. And I do not believe in, advocate, or sanction anyone who wants to tear down the systems that have built this country into what this country is. I think Mike Thomas and Malcolm Jenkins do advocate that, and so I strenuously disagree with them on their vision for the future of America. Well, I'm going to take it a little bit of a different direction. So I'm going to go just to my faith part of the mm-hmm. segment, if that's okay. Sure. May I good time for transition? It. You may. Thank you, Supreme Not Leader. Not that you needed my permission. Thank you, Governor. Go right ahead. Thank you, Governor, for letting me step out of my house. Man, that's, that hurts. <laughs> and if if I... I just got to shut up. Just shut yeah, up. Yeah, you just, do. Just shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to myself now, yeah, people. That's that's, I, I do that quite a bit in my head. Just I tell myself to shut up as the words are coming out. Stop talking, and I won't stop talking. But anyway, on to a more comforting thing and a more sure thing. Our country is a lot like our faith. Hmm. What do I mean by that? What do you mean by that? So, I'm not even close to perfect. I think I'm better than I was as a person. And I credit that all to God. And I credit that to the Holy Spirit, because I've talked about the Holy Spirit many times. But there's a verse from Philippians 1.6, Bruce, and I know you know this verse very well. I don't think you put it into practice enough, but I think you put it into practice more today than you did five years ago. Does this start with whatever is good? No. Okay. Be confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will be complete until the day of Jesus Christ. So that means we're a constant work in progress. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it is naive and not people aren't ignorant, but the thought is ignorant to think that our country is perfect. It's not. Mm -mm. It's not. Because people are flawed. Yes. But I am confident that our country is always trying to improve, and most people are trying to improve, and that it's just a work in progress, and and, and there's a good work in all of us for the most part. And it won't be complete, and it'll never be perfect, but we can always strive for perfection. So that's how I kind of look at the different ways of approaching our country. Our country, uh, there's things that are going on in our country that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Things that I disagree with. It doesn't matter. I still live in the best country, and I know that our country is still a work in progress. Our country is a young country, very young. And it's the greatest country ever created. And I certainly respect that with knowing that there's so much work still to be done to right the wrongs, to have justice for, to have justice for everybody, including the unborn as they're systematically slaughtered. But I still think that we keep going and our country is a great country. There's things that I want to change, and I'll work to change that. There's minds that I want to change, and that's what everybody should do for the betterment of the country. And there's no better place to do that than the United States of America. Guess where you can't do that, NBA? China. Yeah. China. Yeah. That's my Trump imitation of Very good. the word China. Uh, while I build on that, let me first remind you that our official law firm is Willis Spangler Starling. You see their logo here on the back of my laptop. Remember that, that name, Willis Spangler Starling, and you can find them online, willisattorneys.com. Uh, a law firm that you know stands for integrity and character but has varying degrees of expertise is what you want to bulletproof yourself against anything and everything that could come up. They can advise you on contracts. They can advise you on personal injury, on wills, estate planning, uh, all sorts of things, workers' compensation if you own a business or if you're someone who is caught in a workers' compensation situation claim or otherwise, Willis Spangler Starling, Willis Spangler Starling. Attorneys, Truman Boulevard in Hilliard, lovely facility. Go in, meet with an attorney. You'll meet with an attorney, not an associate. Willis Spangler Starling online, willisattorneys.com. 
I just think what you shared about your special relationship with your children is um, very endearing. And I think something every father and every mother can identify with. And I would like to, off of that, encourage people that we have a name for God, our Heavenly Father. Actually, a band is also called this name. Our Heavenly Father? Okay, I didn't no, know. Or that. no, or I thought you were saying Abba. No, I, our, I refer to him as Heavenly right, Sometimes but, in but, my prayer, yeah, Abba is right. Father, Daddy. And Abba was actually a band. Abba was or a band. Abba. Yeah, yeah. Abba was a band, yes. <laughs> okay. I know. This is in your random part of your brain where you come up with White Line Fever and all the other movies with E4s and things like that. Jan Michael Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent, yes, I know. Long forgotten actor. But Very underrated. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I confused God's love in my life at many points in time as the love of a disciplinarian and the love of a judgmental yeah. being. And no it was always grading myself, am mm -hmm. I good enough, am I good enough? And that is why my Christian life lacked peace. I was Stop. always roiled up inside knowing that, well, I, I, my language isn't what it should be. My attitude toward other people isn't what it should be. Always keeping score. My behavior, yeah, I was always keeping score. And in 1 Corinthians 13, God, uh, through the Apostle Paul, defines love, and one of the aspects of love is that love keeps no record of wrongs. Well, God's love for me is indisputable. He sent his son to die for me on the cross and cleanse me of my sins, past, present, and future. So God does not keep a record of my wrongs. The Bible says my sins have been forgiven and have been removed as far as the east is from the west, which is infinite. It says we've been washed whiter than snow. So that relationship part of my association with God, with my Heavenly Father, I didn't have a relationship. And when I fully grasped that my forgiveness is complete, that there's nothing I can do to mess it up because Jesus, as Chris has said before on this podcast, hung on the cross once. I don't need to keep putting him up there day after day after day. Well, am I covered today? Yeah, let me hear. Let me put that crown on you again, that crown of thorns. Let me let him whack on you a while with the cat of nine tails. No, I'm not going to do that. Jesus said when he died on the cross, it is finished. He didn't mean his life was finished. He meant his mission was finished. The atonement for sins was finished, paid, done. And that allows me to have a unique relationship with my Heavenly Father. I was kind of troubled yesterday. I just felt like I went to church with a mask on, which, you know, I don't love wearing masks. I don't love being hot and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got some other things going on in my life, you know, that are uncertain, that aren't exactly where I would like for them to be professionally. And last night about 9 o'clock, I thought, you know, I need to, I need to, I just want to talk to somebody. Rather than calling a friend, I thought, why don't I go down in the basement and have a quiet period of time with God? And it was awesome. And I just, in, in prayer, which is the way that I talk to him and the way he talks to me, the way he communicates with me, he doesn't audibly speak, but I feel him communicating with me. His thoughts come, in, come into my head and leave my head. It calmed me down. And I just thought about what a privilege it is to have that relationship with the creator of the universe. That same kind of bond that you talk about, that yeah. you have with all of your kids. I have that bond. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying what a privilege that is to have that bond with God. And as Chris talked about his unique and special relationship aspects with each one of his six kids, um, God has that with everybody in the world. God can have that with you. But... Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. He's waiting for you to open that door. He's not going to barge through that door. He's not going to force himself in your life. He gives you free will. So I would encourage you to explore that relationship aspect of relating to God and being transparent before him. He knows what you're thinking. He's just waiting for you to confess it to him. He's waiting for you to share it with him. He's waiting for you to say, for lack of a better term, what do you think? What do you think, Lord? What do you think, Papa? What do you think, Abba? Yeah. What so, do you think? So a good assignment for folks would be to 
that unique bond that I talked about would be to maybe think about what your unique bond to God is or to Christ or Holy Spirit or, or all through the all Trinity. The same. Okay, all okay, different. okay yeah. so I would say what what makes your bond unique? My unique bond would be that God uses me best, and I know it's for the greater good. Sometimes I don't agree with Him. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to. I'm like when you have a conversation with God and you're ticked off about something or don't like something. If we're talking about the God of the universe, then you're not going to lie to Him when you're having a conversation because <laughs> He knows you're lying. Kind of pointless. So we would, yeah, we wouldn't want to do that. But I get frustrated, yet I get motivated at the same time that when I am used for what I have no doubt for God's will or God's purposes, normally it's out of my comfort zone. Um, doesn't mean I'm in pain or in peril or threatened in any way. It's just that I'm out of my comfort zone. Oftentimes it's things that my initial reaction is, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But there's something that kicks me in the rear end that says, oh, you're, you're doing it. And so I make the decision to do it. And so that's my unique bond is that I know that God can push me out of my comfort zone for his will. When I know if it was left up to myself, if I didn't have... Some people call it a conscience. Some people call it a feeling. I call it the Holy Spirit moving in me. That I know if I didn't have that Holy Spirit kicking me in the rear end, maybe it's, that's a sports talk or how an athlete thinks about it, I probably wouldn't do it. So that's kind of that unique deal that I have with God. He knows when to, hey, this is kind of I need you here. And that's a, a thing for me, I guess a... A call to action for me, whether it's God or whether it's people. Hey, Chris, I need you. I usually, I like to think, re respond immediately. Well, that's how he grows us. You know, he doesn't push us, but he does stretch us. And oh. he's asking us to believe in him through faith. And when you step out beyond your comfort zone, he's pleased because he knows you're stepping across that threshold of comfort by faith. And it also forces us to rely on him to step across that threshold. And I know there are many times there's been a phone call someone's requested you make or a speech you make or a conversation <laughs> you have. And I get it. It's that I don't want to do, I don't wanna do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Why do I have to do this? But I know you do it. And then afterward. I'm glad I did it. Glad you did it. Yep. Amen. So we hope that uh, you enjoy your day. We'll see you Wednesday. Get those nominations in. SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at WeTackle. Watch us on Facebook. And um, have a blessed beginning of your week. <laughs>